today, Sally Lucas joins us to talk trains and boats and planes and cool cities of tomorrow. Sally Lucas, talking travel today, and we all like to be cool, don't we? (laughs) Pull on the sunglasses. Be more than cool. More than, well, more than one way of being cool, isn't there? Well, so there certainly is. Yes, talk cool about... as in temperature or cool as in hip and, you yes. know. Yes, so what are we talking about here? Now, this sort of cool is cities that are actually trying to make themselves cleaner and greener and more sustainable. So I thought it was a lot of people are interested in that these days because we have been clogging our cities up with too many buildings and getting rid of trees, which we should not do, as we all know, they're our city's lungs. But... Seoul, for one of them, is the, one of the main ones, is doing some amazing stuff. So what they've done, they they actually want to minimise their urban heat and they're building what they call wind path forests that um, channel the, the air from the mountains nearby because Seoul, uh, Taiwan, I'll get it all out of one. South, Korea. South Korea has got quite a lot of beautiful granite mountains around the, the city and they're spending about $20 million on this project, planting three types of forests along cities, rivers and roads and they're also going to attack like even the smaller areas of cities and that with, um, you know, using rooftops to make sure there's some greenery and so on. So it's really interesting and it's not the only one doing this tree change, as they call. Um, Montreal's doing a similar thing as well. They're building this special uh, urban forest on the outskirts of the city. Los Angeles, for example, we we always think of that as a concrete jungle, or I know I do, and um, it's been tasked with planting 90,000 trees across the city by the end of the year they're saying, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to help. And in Paris, um, there's a, a mayor there has introduced a program to cover half the French capital with planted trees by 2030, including urban forests next to the Opera Garnier and the Gare de Lyon. <gasps> so it goes on. So, yes, it's not just about you know, the green. It's all sorts of things are happening with people building in Paris as well. They're building more bike lanes there reducing the amount of traffic that comes into they're closing off some streets you know making them pedestrian and so on so it's happening everywhere and even in Surabaya apparently they've done it there they've increased plantings and they reckon the temperature there has already dropped by two degrees Mm. So quite interesting and a lot of cities, as I said, well, we know that you know bicycles are a common sight in some parts of Europe as well and Copenhagen, etc. But even places like Tokyo, Taipei and Bogota, Bogota has a 376-kilometre network now of bicycle lanes. Mm. Mm. So yes, we can go and enjoy cool cities and um, know that we're doing something to try and help the planet. And it all looks clean and green. And it too. looks lovely, doesn't it? There's <laughs> it nothing like lovely. trees. I, I know a lady that I see as a volunteer and I often say to her, what does she like most when I take her for a drive? And she said, I just love looking at trees. Mm. I love the different colours. I love the movement of the trees. And I, I, I can just sit and look at trees. And I thought, wow, mm. that, you know, it's, it's something so simple but something so beautiful. Yes, trees are fantastic, aren't they? Yeah. Trees and water. Well, water definitely, yes. I mean, the, if we Where didn't have water, changing, didn't we? But yeah. yes, it worries me how much we are. What even in Newcastle, you know, as we as we all know, there's so many buildings going up, and we are not putting as many trees in as I think we would like, or making more parklands. But that's another story, oh, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> it's yes. a whole other story. <laughs>
Another campaign. <laughs> yes. uh, another day. Yes. But uh, yes. anyway, we've got some rail journeys coming up, Jane, I'd like to talk about, but also the standards of accommodation to explain to you the difference so you know what the difference is between like platinum class and gold class on trains like the GAN and the Indian Pacific and so on so that you, you just know what you're getting. Your station too and your RFM, we're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I and... Well, you can't go past trains and boats and planes, can you, when you're talking? Tra- well, you can, but well, no, we don't want to. No. And, um, and trains particularly, I think, Jane, are a wonderful way, aren't they? Even when you're travelling through Europe, of course, which we haven't all got back to doing yet, but, you know, just the train travel to get around, it's so nice, it's so relaxing and you're not queuing up at airports and all that sort of thing. So, it, And you're still getting somewhere. Yeah, you are, and in a, a nice way. So I just thought we'd talk about our Aussie trains today. Um, and, of course, we all know the GAN, of course. I'm sure everyone has heard of the GAN and the Indian Pacific. But we've also got the Overland, which goes between Adelaide and Melbourne. And we've got the um, the Great Southern, which is a relatively new journey. And that one, it goes from uh, Brisbane all the way down for like Coffs, um, Newcastle. And then it bypasses Sydney, but goes through the Blue Mountains and on down to um, Melbourne, etc., and through to Adelaide. So that's another nice one as well if you're thinking of doing a train journey. And I just thought I'd explain, Jane. There are different types of service you can get on board or accommodation as to what you what you get. So the upmarket one or the dear one, if you like, the dear option is platinum service, and platinum really is. A very spacious cabin. You've got a a very spacious cabin, and you even get like a, a double bed. But you get you know beautiful service uh, to your cabin. You have all your meals included, of course, with the trains, and you do get offshore excursions as well. So keep that in mind. So that is fantastic. So with the Platinum Cabins, as I said, you get the very expansive windows from both sides of the train. So your actual cabin traverse goes from one side of the train. To, to, the to the other. So, yeah, and you're, you're getting, you know, lovely linen, French champagne, Hague's chocolates, a nightcap at Turndown and all that sort of thing. So you're really spoilt on that one. So that's your platinum service. Um, and you get your, an ensuite with a separate shower and a vanity with cupboard space, etc. So it is quite a beautiful you know, relaxing for a long journey, particularly, it would be fantastic. And they also offer you transfers at the start and end of your journey if you're within 60 kilometres of the terminal. So that's something to remember as well. And of course, by day, the um, cabins are set up nicely in a lounge style with a movable table, two ottomans, etc. And so that's, yeah. Really nice, really nice. Really nice. And then you've got gold service. And, I mean, that is still good as well. They're twin cabins or you can get singles for singles, of course. So it's like your bunk-style accommodation. But you're still getting all the same inclusions, um, you know, still getting your meals, all of that sort of thing. You don't get all the extras and the champagne in the cabin and all that, but you could take your own and have it if you so desired. Um, But, yeah, so you still get a a compact ensuite with that as well. So... that is available. They do have um, some cabins that don't have facilities, of course, and then you have to use, of course, the the communal facilities. But there's not that many of those. So most of the accommodation on these trains now do have their en-suites. And they also, as I said, offer you lots of wonderful off-train excursions as you're going along. So just keep that in mind. Unfortunately, of course, we can't still do the Indian Pacific yet, but believe it or not, it's nearly fully booked for next year with people just expecting it to open up 
you know, mm. soon. Mm. So don't think, oh, it's not operating, so I'll wait till next year and make a booking. No, you, you'd be almost like wanting to make a booking for the year after next. Yes. Um, yes. We, we found it extremely difficult, actually, to, to get spaces, and on the GAN as well, to be quite honest. And it is operating, of course, and the others are as well. But there's also another lovely one, Jane. If This is a... A river cruise, rail and stay holiday. It's 10 nights. Now, this is departing in June, July, September and November. So you've got four departures next year. So you're doing a beautiful four-night cruise on the Emmylou. And, of course, it was named after Emmylou Harris, the, the singer. But it's a, um, a cruise that you're doing, of course, from Echuca which is lovely. On the Murray River. On the Murray River, which is a lovely, authentic paddle steamer. And again, you're getting lovely food, wine, etc. on that. And you get an Indian Pacific overnight journey uh, to Sydney at the end. Of course, you start in Melbourne, you have a night there, you get transferred to do your four-night cruise. Then you have um, you go to Adelaide at the end and you have accommodation as well there for three nights in a five-star hotel. And then they transfer you to the train station and you have a little little glimpse of the Indian Pacific from Adelaide to Sydney on just a, a, an overnight you know, sort of two-day journey. So that is something really lovely, I think, a nice combination of things you can do to have, you know, you could obviously add on extra nights in Melbourne if you wanted more than one night. Uh, we, You know, you could book additional nights at the same hotel and that would be easy done. And you just have to make your own way to Melbourne on that, whether you fly or whether, again, you go down by train or whatever means you want. But, yeah, so that's another nice little itinerary. And I just thought I'd mention that um, Emirates is offering you, if you fly with them, complimentary access to the city's top attractions um, up until... March 2022, so it's a, like an introductory offer with things opening up again. So you get to go up to the top of the Burj Khalifa, which normally costs you know, quite a bit of money, and you've got to book that, um, which is 456 metres, the Burj Khalifa, one wow. of the world's highest observation decks. And also you get to go to the Dubai Fountain Boardwalk, and they're absolutely wonderful. They have these choreographed mount fountains that are just spectacular to see. So you get to do that. And they've got an expo there at the moment. It was supposed to be last year, so they're still calling it Expo 2020. And you get a free day pass to go to that as well. And so you you can book that so long as you travel by 31 March, but you've got to book it by 12 December just to let you know, to get that offer. Um, and Singapore Airlines have got another thing. They're offering a complimentary free. They've extended that now for another three months to change your booking without any fees up until, um, again, March next year. So, yeah, there's just some little offers that people are putting out there to entice you, I guess, back into the skies <laughs> again and back into the, the the real world of travel that we haven't known for, for such a long time. But, um, yeah, we're getting back there bit by bit. On URFM, we're talking travel. Sally Lucas, we do have some hot deals at the moment in this interesting travel climate. We have, and this is quite a way out, but I'm sure it will also sell out. Uh, Princess Cruises is introducing... A quite an incredible world cruise. It's one of the longest ever Australia-based world cruises. So it's actually starting from Sydney, whereas a lot of the world cruises might start in London and then you pick them up or you know, take a bit here or do a bit there. So it's you can join it in Sydney, Brisbane or Auckland and it's a total of 110 nights, departing 26 April 2024. Oh, that is a little way off. So you've got planning time. For yes. That. So it's 110 nights circumnavigation of the globe. And of course, it's visiting 
so many ports. I think it's about 47 destinations in 32 countries you're visiting, um, which is amazing. And you've got also some more time ashore with eight late night stays. So giving you a longer time ashore, including, for example, in uh, Barcelona, uh, Berlin, which is Warnermund is the port for Berlin, Boston, Copenhagen and Papiete and Tahiti. Access to over 27 UNESCO World Heritage Sites in this as well, including old and new towns of Edinburgh, the lines and geoglyphs of Nazca in South Bay, and um, the Statue of Liberty, of course, the uh, Rapa Nui National Park, which is on Easter Island. And then they're doing seven maiden calls as well to ports that they've never been to before, including Aarhus and Crete, Heraklion Crete, and South Queens Ferry for Edinburgh and so on. So it's really quite amazing. And if you do the full world cruise, they're giving you a an onboard credit of $1,000 per person. And if you're doing anything from 50 to 74 nights of it, um, you're getting a credit of $400 per person as well. Now, from the 1st to the 8th of December... No, that's so what's today. Today is what's the today? Third. Third. Yeah, from the first to the eighth of December, they also which doesn't give you much time, but they're just having an extra special offer if you book any princess sailing, not just this one. Um, you get a, up to a one hundred dollars onboard credit and a fifty percent reduced deposit. But that's just on any princess cruises as well, not not these world ones. That you're getting that special on that. So that. It's amazing when you look at the map of it, Jane, and you see all the ports it's going to, you think, oh, my gosh. Is there anything of the world left? Left that that you're missing out on. You know, you're getting Sri Lanka, Singapore, Bali. I mean, as we've mentioned, a a stack of ports in in Europe, including Iceland and, yes, uh, Finland, Sweden, uh, Latvia, uh, the Netherlands. Gosh, it goes on and on. And then, of course, you've got um, Halifax in Nova Scotia, Boston, New York, down to the Keys, Key West, through the Panama, uh, Ecuador. You're going to Ecuador, uh, Peru. Um, and then you come back you know, through Easter Island, Pitcairn Island, Tahiti, etc. So quite a wonderful, wonderful itinerary. Um, now, also, you can do a 26-night cruise um, in Sid- from Sydney as well. This is going Sydney, Brisbane, um, Willis Island, which is uh, up the um, coast towards Cairns. Cairns, of course, um, Darwin, the Kimberley Coast, Broome, Geraldton, Fremantle, Bustleton, Albany, Adelaide, etc. Then back Melbourne, Burnie, Hobart, back to Sydney. So that's another interesting cruise if you wanted to do an Australian just Australian-only cruise, and again, this is with uh, Princess, and it's the 29th of February 2024, so that's available. Um, Club Med, to let you know, they now have their 2023 holidays are on sale, um, or 2022-23 as well, and they're offering some nice rebates if you want to take advantage of those. So it's uh, with Club Med, again, I guess like a cruise, it's everything included. That's the one thing a lot of people like about that. You're not putting your hand in your pocket. All your meals, your drinks, everything is all inclusive. And they've also got ski resorts as well as islands, all sorts of lovely resorts around the world. So, yes, you can now. Um, they're letting you book, for example, right through to 2023 at current rates. Um, so that's interesting as well to know. And they're opening up for the ski season in Japan this coming season as well. So. All right. That's very close. Yeah. So that's it for today, Jane. That's excellent. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.